Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Pray, Father, we're grateful unto you. We thank you for the opportunity to be in your presence and to hear your word one more time. Instruct us, edify us, and bless us in Jesus' name. Say a big amen. amen. We want to read our first scripture from Proverbs chapter 1, verse 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David king of Israel, and one of the reasons is to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity, to give subtlety to the simple to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning. And a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel. Now I want us to read verse 3 together. And verse 3 is telling us one of the purposes or benefits of reading the Proverbs or studying or adhering to the Proverbs that God gave to Solomon. And what did he say? Let's read it together. One go. To receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity. Praise the Lord. We are considering for this service the instruction of wisdom. When God inspired Solomon about the Proverbs he wrote, he wrote a lot of Proverbs, thousands of them. And... uh, the benefits are enormous. However, in the very opening chapter, the author begins to show us why this particular proverb or the whole construct of the proverbs is very important. And he says, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding. So clearly, we see that the Proverbs, which is the wisdom of God for how we should be instructed in how to live our lives, is very, very beneficial. In verse 3, it says that one of the most important things with the word of God is to receive the instruction of wisdom. Somebody say the instruction of wisdom. So, we don't come to church for nothing. We don't serve God for nothing. One of the key reasons why the word of God is always preached to us is to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding. Now, the Bible makes us understand that some people will perceive but will not understand. But that we are being taught the word of God, we are able to perceive the words of understanding. And he goes to say that to receive, to what? 
So there is the side where we perceive and there's the side where we receive. And in this service, we are here to receive. What are we here to receive? The instruction of wisdom. So a child of God will live a different life from the life they used to live when they were an unbeliever because they have been given the heart to receive the instruction of wisdom. That heart which allows you to receive the instruction of wisdom is what helps you to deviate or move away from your old ways of doing things that are not profitable. It is that opportunity to receive the instruction of wisdom that saves you from all the foolishness that could happen in your life or the undesirable result you see in the lives of people. It is this opportunity to receive the instruction of wisdom. The instruction of wisdom. So the difference between the one who is given to errors and the one who is given to discretion is in the quality of the instruction they receive one and in their ability to receive, accept, and walk in that, distra- in, in that instruction. Praise the Lord. And he says that there's also instruction of justice, instruction of judgment, and instruction of equity. What is it supposed to do in your life? To give subtlety. To give you the... My pastor used to tell me, he says that leadership is tact. Is what? Leadership is tactfulness. That you, you become... The word subtlety, I mean, we normally use it in a negative um, connotation as in deception and all of that. But the, the other side of it is that you have... You become a maestro in, in how to operate. You become very sublime. <laughs> you, you are able to navigate your way through very crooked paths. So the wall that people want to push down with this wisdom, you are able to go around it or avoid it. It says that this is what he's supposed to do. So you see, a matter comes, two people are there. One is confronting it head on, and the other is avoiding it. It depends on your kind of instruction. Are you here? And sometimes people show weakness in aggression, and some other people show strength in calmness. So you make a decision which one you want to use. And the real enemy, like Satan himself, hardly does he draw a gun on anybody. He uses a lot of subtlety and he will just dribble. And by the time you know you are doing his bidding without you even being in his camp. So that's one of the things that wisdom is supposed to do. He says that he gives subtlety to the simple. He gives it to what? The word subtlety also means prudence to the simple and to the young man knowledge and discretion. You and I that are young, we need it 
Tell somebody we need wisdom. We need wisdom for understanding and knowledge. So, it's important that as you are a child of God, you are instructed in wisdom. You should be instructed in what? When we come to church, we get a lot of instruction in prayer. Sometimes we take time to teach a lot of demonology. So, many people know Satan sometimes more than the Holy Spirit. We teach the prophetic. (laughs) And I've taught a lot about it as well. But sometimes, when we see the weight being placed on minor things, you ask yourself, to what end? Because you can have a church, everyone in their mandate though, but the child of God must be thorough. It must be what? The child of God must be thorough. So, if you are in a church and every day they are teaching, okay, when you see the word Jekyll, it means that they have come. And this and that and this and that and this and that. You see that you can even vacate your shop. Because in Makola, there will be world Jekylls that look like lizards and snakes. So it means that the biggest ones from the village came. But sometimes it's just because of where you are. It's possibly a habitat for such, um, you know, animals and uh, whatever you are afraid of. It is the kind of instruction you have received that will determine even your performance, your functioning. So, as a child of God, we need to balance it. We need to what? Some people see cockroaches and... Man, you are afraid of its spiritual connotation than the sickness it can drop on your on your food because you didn't clean your kitchen. And they came and walked and left some pathogens in your in your plate and on your spoons, and uh, you are interested in what the shrine can do than what you can do to avoid whatever they can do to you physically. Hey, why are you looking at me like, oh God, these people eh? Instruction of wisdom. So, we need to be thorough. We need to be what? We need to be all round. Rounded people. Grounded in grace and in the blessing of the Lord. So, let's look at something in Exodus chapter 1. When we talk about the instruction of wisdom, what are they? What does the Bible instruct us to walk in in terms of wisdom? Exodus 1.10. In Exodus chapter 1 verse 10, Pharaoh is talking. He's a new Pharaoh. He said, come on. Let us deal wisely with them. Lest they multiply and it come to pass that when they fallet out any war, they join also unto our enemies and fight against us. And so get them up out of the land. So here we see that there is something called dealing wisely in life. 
I'll be fine. There is something called dealing wisely. So one of the things wisdom instructs us to do is to deal wisely on a daily basis. Deal with people wisely. Deal with situations wisely. Deal with spaces wisely. It's an instruction. Pharaoh was just telling them, let us deal wisely with these people because they are a threat to us. So that's one of the things wisdom instructs the child of God to do. Even though Pharaoh is instructing the Egyptians, that's one of, this one of the, and if you read the Bible, you will see throughout the Bible that it's been littered around, deal wisely, deal wisely, deal wisely. Question is, on a daily basis, do you get up thinking that I must deal wisely with people, deal wisely with the situations that come up to me, I must deal with. When you wake up, what, what engine do you seek to operate with? Because somebody will just sleep and can't wait for the morning to come for him to go and launch an attack, like a nuclear attack on someone. And you can see that it has nothing to do with the plane of wisdom. It's going outside the remit of wisdom. So one of the things the Bible teaches us to handle is to deal wisely. Is to walk wisely. <laughs> Let our dealings be governed by wisdom. Praise the Lord. Are we in the test? And he's saying that we, they needed to deal wisely with the Israelites because, number one, they were outnumbering them. And even though they tried to afflict them, persecute them, the people were still growing stronger. So when you have battles that are difficult for you to fight with your natural abilities and your efforts, it tells you that you need to inject the element of wisdom. Because the Bible actually talks about the fact that you make your war in wisdom. So, if you watch Chinese films, do you watch some? There are a lot of tricks in it, but sometimes it's okay that you watch. You see that Chinese warriors don't respect giants. Sometimes giants come with brute force. They have energy. They have power. So there are some people, you hit them and they tell you to hit them again. But Chinese martial art is all about scientific techniques. How he can put a pin B at the back of your neck and your whole nerves will just cease. And regardless of your power, your strength, you see that you are there like a statue. You have seen that by strength shall no man what? Prevail. So a Chinese person is fighting you, he has moves, he has speed. And he's in a hurry to do some cobra hand to just hit you. You know? 
You see small hands, but there's a lot of energy generated from within. It's a technique. If you want to live your life like the way natural people live their lives, and you don't want to deal with giant wisely, you will collapse before giant because you start from the place of disadvantage. Where before the battle started, you were already defeated. Are you here? That is why Pharaoh is speaking to them that these people, they are multiplying. And a time will come when there is war, they will join our enemies so to fight against us. So let us ensure that we are going to eliminate them <laughs> by using some kind of... And that's why you see that they started putting too much job, weight. You people go and make bricks. We are not giving you raw materials. Now, by the time you go and carry clay from far and come, when you come home, you can't have sex. You are too tired. And they are beating you on top. Yes. In one hour, you must make so-so and so breaks. So every day when you come home, you are thinking about how to avoid the canes. The, the feelings will disappear. You go to the woman and say, My brother, The man is looking for something to nurse the wounds that the balancing is a problem. He doesn't want to go near matters. This is fair. Deal with them wisely. Stop the multiplication so that they don't join our enemies and fight us. So, one of the instructions of wisdom is to learn how to deal wisely when it comes to issues. Most of the time, believers get up thinking that I will deal with it in prayer. The prayer is part of the wisdom. But after you have prayed, what is the instruction in your heart? On the step-by-step processes, if you like, call it practical steps you need to take. To resolve the issues that you meet on a daily basis. Because some people pray so much and exhibit so much foolishness. That sometimes you begin to feel like the Holy Ghost in them is an unholy ghost. Why? Because it is never part of your consciousness to deal wisely when it comes to things and issues. So, you are just a neutral element going about things and you are looking for accidents and incidences that are coincidental. When they just meet you anyhow, the result turns out when it's good, hooray. But you yourself, you don't have whatever it takes to turn around a bad situation to a good one. Because your spirit has not been constructed like that. Today, receive it in Jesus' name. So it's an instruction, an instruction of wisdom. I want you to deal wisely with people, deal wisely with the issue. You see that there was an issue Pharaoh was trying to deal with. The threat of their numbers, the threat of war issues, the threat of disloyalty. 
Because they are massing up. And he was dealing with a group of... In Egypt, there were different kinds of people. But he just picked out the Israelite. He said that these people on our radar, they are a problem for us. When you have problematic people in your space, what do you do? You frown. You cheche, pass. You, you, you create tension. What, what do you really do? I don't want to push the message. I want to take my time. Because some people don't handle things wisely. And if you continue to handle things the way you have been doing in an unwise manner, this is what will happen. Ecclesiastes 2.19. This is what will happen. Please give us a scripture. In Ecclesiastes 2.19, Solomon is speaking about, in fact, go to verse 18 first. How he has labored. You know, he was a wise man. He was a rich man. He was a man who had a lot of property. Then he said that, (laughs) in the verse number 18, he said that, Yea, I hated all my labor which I had taken under the sun. Why? Because I should leave it unto the man that shall be after me. So, he has come to a point where he has hated all the effort he has put into life from when he started life. Why? Because he's supposed to pass it on to the man, the son, the children who are going to take over his estate. And he's saying in verse 19 that, and who know it? Whether he shall be a wise man or a fool. He said, yes, shall he have rule over my labor wherein I have labored and wherein I have showed myself wise under the sun. This is also vanity. So Solomon has come to the end of his life and he's saying that I've done this. I've put money here. I didn't eat. I didn't spend it unwisely. I didn't, I didn't mess up. I have created these opportunities there. Now I'm about to die and I feel that I'm not happy. I'm not happy that I put in effort. And the effort I invested was in wisdom. But the person I'm going to leave these things to, I'm not sure whether that one is wise or is foolish. So, he's come to a place where he's in a dilemma. Where he's, he's contemplating and then he now just rubbishes everything and says, that, look, if we have unwise people who handle things not wisely, it gives you a cause for regret for legitimate effort that you need to put into life. So, when you don't deal wisely with things, it could become the sponsor of regret or the cure for regret in all labor. Should I say it again? <laughs> if you don't deal, walk wisely. Ten years from now, 
you will find out that you have a lot of regrets for how you worked or how you functioned in life, for how you, the effort you put in life. You will find out that, oh, if I allowed a man to sleep with me, you have regret about it. If I collected bribe and I, I had a court case and therefore I cannot become so-so and so, I have regret about it. If I took this negative step and uh, even though I'm not dead, I'm alive, but I, I see that it has put me to the side of negativity. You see that it has sponsored your regret. But if you dealt wisely, you see that it will sponsor or it will cure that regret. That's when you would take a step back and you would sigh a sigh of relief and say, Father, thank you for this decision. Thank you for that decision. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. So it's either it's sponsoring your regret in all your labor or it's curing your regret. And the guilt that is associated with foolish living. That is why every step of the way, you must be dealing wisely in every step of the way. My pastor used to say something. He says that every act is a seed. Every act is a seed. And it will yield fruits. Every decision is a seed. And it will yield fruit. Question is, when you are making those decisions and embarking on those actions, what drives you? Is it to deal wisely or to deal based on your feelings, your carnality, based on what? how do you go about it? Solomon is there. He said that he has put in effort. And he is not sure whether the person coming is somebody who deals wisely with money. Deals wisely with properties. Are you here? Yeah, that's why you see that there's a tribe. They are interested in selling all their properties. Whatever they, they met, they will sell it before they die. They will leave nothing for the next generation. Then there are other tribes that are interested in taking more territories and keeping them for the next generation because they believe they are honor is in what they leave for the next generation. So some tribe that they have sold and their own land, you know, they don't have land. It is the way they have constructed their way of life. Are you here? Yeah. Some people, anytime they are in trouble, the first thing they think is, what can I sell? They are in a small challenge and they are looking, what can I sell? My car, my house? What can I sell? They, you are always looking forward to selling something. What's wrong? Are you the founder of Tonaton? And when there is nothing to sell, they start coming to their body. Maybe I can sell my body. Maybe I can sell. You are just, you are just always selling something. Solomon was just in that space of pain. 
Because if a pastor has pastors under him or her, his concern is not in who is more anointed or not. It's in who can wisely handle things. Can you handle it? How they say oh, he's anointed, but oh we before the door, best say how sorry, woman are sorry, you'll be good. Woman a juma obegu. You became a manager of a small way and all by the by the time we knew no. The the numbers in the team they have reduced in physical presence. You know when you used to attend primary school from the Saito I attended, they used to do assembly and they used to mark the register there. You mentioned Francis Obin present, madam. Who is not here? A ball governor. <laughs> so you see that on the platform, the team members are 30, but in practical work, they are only seven. That even though they have not left the church, they are not working just because of whoever is handling them. Because you don't deal with people wisely. How do you deal with yourself? And how you treat yourself will determine sometimes how you treat other people. See, if you cannot love yourself enough, will you love other people? Where you are brutal on yourself. You try to be brutal on everyone. There are some proposals when you accept, you are dealing with yourself unwisely. Yes. Am I saying plenty things? As for the wisdom, we are not running with it. We are just here. Yeah, this is our is it our church? Handling your family, handling your business, handling your friends, handling strangers. Bible says that. Handle them well and redeem the times because people have met angels and they couldn't see that they were angels because they appeared in the form of men. So if you were a wise person, you see that anybody that I meet, I must treat them in the spirit of wisdom. Whether they are angels or they are demons, yours is to deal wisely with people. And the chip will fall wherever it has to fall. Praise the Lord. But because of the unwise heart, your heart is able to tell you that. I want to check whether the guy is good in bed. You want what? What a test. <clears throat> wow. And since 
condom doesn't give the real feeling. No. You need that flesh must what? Touch flesh. Leave me to preach the preaching God has put in my mouth. There, no, in the trial. Now, you see that sometimes NASA will be trying a rocket and it will blast. Mid air. The air way now. Na aloko. Aloko swa. No, when you're STIs. Nyami ampata. Na koye. HIV or because you have a Babylonian thinking that let me check his sexual performance. Check somebody's sexual performance. Wabra Bunina is around orgasm. All your life is like. You are here to attain to an orgasmic something. That's that's all you want. That's all. Is it a one step you took? No. It has brought you to the space of regret forever. And 10 years after you find out that there is something in your body trying to kill you. Not because you have a lifestyle of immorality. But it's just because you didn't start off life thinking that I must deal with issues wisely. So even though you didn't continue that lifestyle. You see that Charlie? The thing has limited and mesmerized your life. That it has even killed your initiative because you know that you, you became pregnant and you wanted to go and do abortion. You lost your womb. Complications or there was an, a top, there was something. I'm praying that God will help you to walk wisely so that you will not have regrets. In the mighty name of Jesus. Tell somebody from today. In all your dealings. Consider wisdom first. One more time. One more time. Tell somebody that instruction is that. In all your dealings. Consider wisdom first. Proverbs 16.20 Shall we read it together? One go. He that handleth a matter wisely shall find good. And whoso trusted in the Lord, happy is he. He that what? Come on now. Come on now. Talk to me. He that what? Handleth a matter what? Wisely. Shall find good. It's okay. So straight away we know that some people don't handle matters wisely. Raise your two hands. As if you are meeting Jesus in the clouds. 
Jesus, help me to handle matters wisely. Amen. <laughs> now, please, if you check the wording of that text, put it down again. He that handleth a matter wisely shall. There's a lot of potentiality that's showing that the handling is not just a one-time event. But the person has developed a lifestyle of wisdom that helps him or her to handle all matters at all times wisely. So it is both a lifestyle that someone has cultivated to face issues and also as he faces issues as the occasion demands in handling matters. So you, you should have this wise dealing that is part of your mode of operation on a daily basis. My lifestyle is that everything I'm handling, when I'm right, my father used to tell me, he says that, because I had a roommate in um, level 100. We were in a room together. The guy used to chant. used to fly out of his body. He was on the down bed. I was at the top bed. When I saw that he, he used to fly. Before I was on the other bed. Two bank beds in that room. Four in a room. I negotiated with the guy who became my vice president later on. Because he was so afraid. so And he was his course mate. I negotiated with him to change from his bed. So that he comes to take my bed. And I go to take his bed. He was top bed of the guy. So I went to put the anointing on the guy. I said, fly past. Let's see. And so the guy didn't know I was so suffering. So after sleeping on top for one week. He now said, are you a pastor? Because when they are doing argument in the room. I don't, I don't talk some. But I, I realized that he was flying and the, f- the flight was being grounded. I'm in charge of this room. Lions are territorial. No flight zone. So there are some people you know them, like Edmund and all those people. He, the occultic guy, he brought them to me. That uh, pastor. This guy, he needs Jesus. <laughs> he was doing evangelism for me. So intelligent. You see him say, he's from science coming to um, um, New Hall. He's going to write a paper. He knows, he knows the questions. 
If you look at his paper, no one translation. Very meticulous guy. Even though he was serving the devil. Then the way he approaches things. You see that? It's well calculated. He's not messing around. Christians like messing around. And then he say, by the grace of God. What is wrong with you? That you mess around, God cleans it. Right? Is your clean? There's a company here called Clean Mark. They can clean any space. Even if the devil died there, they will clean it. God is your clean mark. If you need any cleaning, contact them. Clean mark. Nice people. You create the mess, God cleans the mess. That's what's in your mind. So you say God is merciful. When you say God is merciful, it means that he, he, he corrects my stupidity. When he says God is gracious, he means that I can make mistakes even when I, I could have avoided it and God will, will cover my back. Really? Look at someone and say, are you kidding me right now? Deal wisely. He that handled a matter it means that you can have this default way of operating and it's always engineered, motivated, driven by wisdom. Driven by wisdom. And when events pop up, you just want to look at them from the perspective of wisdom. What is Jesus thinking about this matter? How would he have handled it? Okay, how would the person you think is wise would have handled it? This godly person. This, how? 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 Charlie? That you say you are a big girl, it's not a matter of confessional. I'm a big boy. It's not even a matter of your age. You can't live in one room, you are not married. You, you are, you are, you are just you. I'm going to rent three bedrooms. From that, your 4,000 Ghana salary. For what? You crampono, your village too is very far. You are in Accra, you come from Wale Wale. So hardly do they even come for visit. You see, as a big boy, dear, as a big girl, dear, Wow. Paying for rooms you are not using. And you think you are treating yourself wisely. Every month you are giving free money to somebody. For a room that is not productive in any way. In your life. Because you are in a clique of people. Who make you feel like you are a big girl. You are a big boy. Why are you in one room? more. One room. <laughs> Some people are not in a room. In the first place. Sometimes it's good to leave your parents' house so that you can be progressive. But if you are there and you can be progressive, there is no need to leave. Save yourself. Especially when you know that your zip 
sometimes you know there are some trousers you close the zip but by the time you walk for a while you see that the zip has opened the zip has a problem on its own you are liable to major temptations that means that even though your body is grown you are still a kid inside when it comes to absorbing shocks so you need people around you to protect you from entering into the foolishness and when you bring the girl home, your mother will ask you, who is she? That's a protection. But people will be telling you, oh, baby, I want you to say, free one, free one, go in. Oh, free one, go in. And you'll be honest, oh, free fierce, you see. Yes. It's a zip issue. And it's a wisdom issue. Are you with me? It's a wisdom issue. And I'm praying that God will help us. To, he that handleth a matter. Oh, please, today promise yourself. Say, I promise myself in Jesus' name. That from today, I will not handle matters based on my emotions. But based on the wisdom of God. He that handleth uh, continually handles matters wisely. He says that what? That person shall find what? Good. So when the end result of your decisions are not good, just check. Check the kind of wisdom you are operating with. Misumau. I'm telling I cry for some people when I see the way they are going about their lives now. I'm telling you, not more than seven years from now, you will see the uselessness of your decisions. I cry for you. And I'm praying that God will show you mercy and open your eyes. Because some of us have told ourselves that I know I'm erratic. I know I'm, I'm emotional. I know I'm, it's like you are, that's how you are. Where is your wisdom? Where is your wisdom? It's like you have this addiction to make mistakes. Even when there, there's something in, um, in tennis, they call it unforced errors. You are serving the ball. You hit the net twice. It's a point to your opponent. And that's the basic thing a tennis player should be able to do. To serve the ball over the net into the quadrant it must hit. Then you see that some people come under tension, whatever, whatever. They just keep giving point to the opponent and the opponent has not done anything. I'm saying that the devil is not the reason why you are where you are. Most of the time, they are unforced errors. Yes. The Bible says that if you are tempted, <laughs> you are tempted out of your own youthful lust. Is the devil there? Please, is the devil there? Have you seen devil opening somebody's brazier before, sister? Talk to me, sister. What is it? <laughs> Where they misbehaving, we say it's the devil. It's a misbehavior. You are not dealing wisely with your own life. You just find a very low excuse. Because the devil is like the baller of all foolish decisions. So you can now put your polarization into his own bad character. 
I'm praying that they will handle matters wisely. In the mighty name of Jesus. Receive the ability to handle matters wisely. In the mighty name of Jesus. In your ministry, receive that ability. In your family, receive that ability. In your career, finances, receive that ability. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, come on now. Receive it in Jesus' name. From today, you will deal wisely in all matters. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Receive it in the name of Jesus. You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168 or 0277-532-360. Join us on Sundays at 7 a.m. for the first service, 9.30 a.m. for the second service and 11.30 a.m. for the third service.